All right, welcome back to the Ground Command podcast. My name is uh, Johannes, and I'm joined by Casper. Today, we're going to be discussing the various schools of magic. Now, we're going to put these into um, different groups. Uh, that way, we'll make the episodes a little shorter, and it'll be more accessible to see what kind of magic you want to talk about. So first up, we're going to be talking about Warg magic. Then we're going to be discussing high magic. And then we're going to move on to the final bit in this episode, Skaven magic. So should we start off by talking about the special rules about Warg magic? What do you say, Casper? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, special rules concerning Warg magic. Um, first of all, they, they have different wizards that does have uh, different benefits. Um, and basically, the best wizards I would say is a, a night goblin wizard because it can get more wins of magic cards by eating the mushrooms. Um, and also, the savage orc shamans are also uh, very, very good because they get a, an additional card and get the, an additional wins of magic card. Um, as well as boosting the um, unmodified protective tattoos of these savage orcs, yeah. including himself. Yeah. So definitely a, a good choice. The uh, the forest goblin is not really a, uh, a steady use for it, since forest goblins is not really a, a used unit. Yeah, and also the only benefit they have is uh, uh, their head cannot explode due to failing the walk test. And, yeah, um, and that's really not a, a rare occasion that that happens, unless you build your army with a lot of uh, on of big greenskin units, which it's pretty easy to to not build the, your army in that way. So let's uh, quickly go over the effect of the uh, walk test. So it, basically, every turn, every magic phase, your shaman has to do a test. And the test consists of rolling a d6, much like in an Amosic test. And then they have to roll uh, over the number of units um, within 12 inches. These units must be at least 10 orc strong or 20 goblin strong for it to have an effect. If there are no within range of him that has the, the, those conditions, he cannot cast magic and he cannot retain wings of magic. Yeah, so this gives a pretty big drawback for the the walk magic uh, but the walk magic set is pretty strong so it's uh, probably balanced a bit and also the wizards are, are very strong um, and the whole uh, orc army is cheap um, but most of my orc armies uh, don't field more than uh, maybe two regiments that are strong enough to uh, hold the magic sometimes three but then one is uh, is far on the side because really, you shouldn't ever uh, field a lot of units close to your wizard, at least, uh, because he's going to fail the, the test then. Yeah, the uh, the Orc Shamans, though, they get the um, they add their magic level to the role of the test, so they can be a little more central-focused, but usually yeah. Night Goblin Shamans will have to be on the edge, so it's all about deployment in, in case of your magic. Yeah, or the build of the army, that's rarely need to build a lot of uh, of big units for exactly. in the uh, orc army um yeah but uh, but definitely there is the option that uh, your wizard might forget a spell or even explode and it's a minor uh, 
it's a minor thing that doesn't happen too often, but of course it happens sometimes, and it's uh, you, I, you I usually lose the game. <laughs> yeah, if uh, I did have my um, my knight goblin shaman blow up and kill my general in the same turn, so there is of course the off chance, but it's very rare. Yeah, but it happens, and you and you should think about this a lot when you're building your army. Um, mm -hmm. It's very important. Um, Definitely, a, 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 the magic makes it that not only is the composition important for um, orcs and goblins, but also the actual deployment is extremely important. Yeah, as well as the size of the units. So, uh, should we move on to the spells themselves? Yeah. Also, uh, for that. Uh, Important note: You want to have your uh, your units that uh, boost the uh, magic. You want to make sure that they're big enough to take castle shears and still be strong enough, so your opponent cannot uh, lock down your magic very easily. Of course, yeah, uh, because that's an, a good strategy to do for the opponent if able to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Should we yeah. Uh, go t for the first spell? So we'll just go through the list. We'll. Uh... Uh, say the names and their power cost and their range, but most of you already know what these spells do, and um, maybe you'll hear a bit closer about how they functions in our discussions. So let's uh, to go to the first spell, and that's the WAG. It's a power three cost and has a range of thirty six. Yeah. It's um, it's rather it's 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 rather expensive for what it does. I mean, it is um, battlefield-wide, or almost battlefield-wide, but it seems maybe if you really want to deal with um, a lot of uh, level 1 wizards with Dispel Scrolls, um, but generally it's not, not something I would be happy to draw this one. What about you, Casper? I think it's pretty good, because for exactly that reason, um, the your enemy will have to use Dispel Scrolls on, on this spell every time because if if it gets through and they lose all their Dispel Scrolls on le their level 1 wizards, which are mostly the case for carrying Dispel Scrolls, um, yeah, then it's a, it's free reign with a, a lot of spells the rest of the game. Um, so I see it as a, a really, really strong spell in the beginning of the game. And of course, as the game goes by, it gets weaker. When they use the Dispel Scrolls, it doesn't matter that that much. And uh, the the one wound to Wizards with more, uh, more wounds is, yeah, it doesn't matter that much. Uh, so it's only for killing the small Wizards. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, the second benefit that they get... Uh, additional weapon skill and can reroll leadership tests uh, it's not it's not uh, worth the power 3 so in exactly the... why I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little bit more on the not too happy about seeing this one but still you know it's it's useful it's very good in the beginning of the game i would say and as as the game goes by and people use up the dispel scrolls it's it gets worthless but it's very good in this in beginning because people have to waste their dispel scrolls in this. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, to the uh, next spell. Yeah. This is uh, more power 24. 
I have used this uh, in quite a few occasions now uh, to uh, some uh, great success. I really like to use this one on enemy wizards. Uh, this could be a high level wizard or uh, something with a low strength. This basically means that it cannot do anything while they're up there. So you can negate enemy magic and it's one power cost. Uh, you can also stop a unit from moving by lifting the commander out, unless they want to abandon him. So I, I really like this one. What about you? Yeah, it's a very, very strong spell. One power spells that does this much is very, very strong. Being a one power spell makes it so that you can always uh, cast this, no matter how few uh, Winds of Magic cards you get. And... Uh, this doesn't require a line of sight, so it's just within the 24. Um, and it's, uh, as you said, very, very good to take out the important uh, characters also to to make a tactical uh, use of this to take out uh, the black gem bearer of the enemy or something like that. Um, of course, uh, you don't want to use it on things that has high strength. Um, but most things, it has a huge use. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I like this one a lot. Yes, because it's a, uh, it's an escape possibility at the beginning of each turn. It's, uh, it's not really that useful for things like chariots. So more wizards or characters, or as Casper said, the black gem white wielder. Now let's move on to the next one. This is the uh, Brain Buster. It's a power two and a range of 24 as a line of sight requirement. Now, um, this one is sort of like the Morg one-shot, but you know, it kills them instead. Um, I suppose it's decent. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind having two of these. This is something uh, you could instant kill something with no uh, armor saves and no ward saves allowed. Yeah, it's, so it's 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 strong. It's basically an uh, upgraded uh, version of the dark magic uh, spell that uh, it called the uh, death spasm that uh, yeah. kills a single model. So this just has the option of killing more uh, more models. I suppose this one you might be able to uh, do um, lookout, sir. Though. Yeah. Oh, it. I, I'm sorry. It, it's 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 basically the same as a death and It's it's it only only kills one model. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's a it's pretty nice. It's a it's a very it's very difficult to to get that six on uh, characters with a toughness five, but characters with toughness four it gets a lot more interesting. Um, but still, it's. You spend two power card on a on a spell that might not do anything, even though it isn't this build. So that's the the downside of the spell, but the upside is is very huge, of course. Yeah. So I would say it's a it's a decent spell. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. The uh, next spell on the list is the uh, Hand of Gork. This is a power two and a range of eighteen. Now this one I really like. Um, this is basically a way of getting your big savage orc group into combat or your orc boar boys into combat. And it seems to be sometimes a bit of an issue getting your big hard-hitting regiments into combat. 
uh, and I've yet to have this spell uh, while playing as orcs. I really want to try it. I think it's a great spell. Yeah, it's very strong for two power. Being able to to do an extra to charge eighteen inches, very very strong, and especially for the orc army, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it makes sure that uh, your units on foot are a lot more likely to see combat. Because yes, they're pre- they're pretty slow with their movement four, so this uh, yeah, really I'm, makes up for it, and a very good spell. Even the boars with a movement of seven is is it's a little bit slow, so getting them into combat is a great uh, spell for this one. So definitely uh, be a happy face when you pick this one. Definitely, yeah. Uh, let's move on to the next one. This is uh, Mork Save Save Us. It's a power one with a range of twenty four. It's. I'm not really sure about this one. It, I mean, it's it's fairly decent for one power, so I'd probably be using this one to to bait out enemy dispels. Um, the effect is fairly strong, but then again, it is not the most powerful spell on the uh, the wag roster of uh, spells. No. What do you say, Casper? Yeah, even though it's a one power spell, um, which I tend to like a lot, um, this one just uh, doesn't do what what you want what you want because you always uh, the important spells you always want to try to dispel them and of course if it fails then this in your turn can can save that but there really isn't that many uh, remain in play spells that keeps remaining in play so this isn't a very good spell I think indeed it has very limited use and very rarely uh, it, it can be used. But of course, a one power spell can be used to draw out of this spell. So that's a bit of, of an upside for it. Exactly. Um, yes, yeah, so it, it basically it's one power, so it's there to, to draw out this spell scrolls. And the same with the next spell. But I don't think, next I don't think will... even that people would, would dispel this. It would just say well, no. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, which is why the next one is is has a bit is a bit better at this point. And this is the one called Edbud, and it's a power one with a range of thirty six. This is also a uh, single power co- car cost for uh, the purpose of uh, Wark, basically sniping enemy uh, level one wizards. Great way to do it. Make them use those dispel scrolls. Or those dispel cards, so you can get your hand of gork through, or uh, something similar. So definitely a, a great spell, this one. Yeah, and it's also similar to the 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 walk spell. Uh, in it's probably better than the walk spell because uh, it's yeah. rarely that there, there are that many uh, level one wizards. Um, so if there are just two level one wizards, then this is probably better. It's not very useful on uh, on anything else, and some armies do- doesn't even include level one wizards. Um, so it's a it's a good spell for one power, but uh, it's not it's situational. It's not always going to be be useful. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it, also a, a spell that is very good in the first uh, two turns and gets weaker as the game goes by, and it's useless. Yes later on exactly so um, unless you are in that situation where you just need that additional wound on uh, 
on the wizard general or something like that, but rarely. Yep, yep, I agree. The uh, the next spell is the Fist of Gork for two power. Um, it, unless you get the Hand of Gork or you, you've got your Shaman on a, um, a, a boar, uh, it's rare for your Shaman to actually see combat. I mean, if he does see combat, this is a spell they will want to dispel because that's a lot of damage he can do for two power. But besides that, it's not really uh, uh, at the top of my list. How about you, Casper? Yeah, uh, it's not really a lot of damage you can do anyways. You need to roll at six in order for it to become powerful. And uh, yep. three and a half uh, strength six hits, it's not... Uh, good enough for two power and especially with the requirements that you need to be in combat and putting your your weak wizards in a, in harm's way so yeah pretty bad spell i would say yeah i agree the next one is somewhat better this is the uh, gaze of mork for two power has a range of 24 inches uh, i mean when you make a, a straight line like that, it, and you do, a, you can do a lot of damage. You can basically kill the uh, the crew of um, of cannons uh, or any other artillery. I really like this spell, especially if you if you've already gotten like a cloak of mist and shadows or some extra movement. Yeah, but the problem being with cloak of mist and shadows is that you might not be able to cast this. Uh because you don't have the winds of magic. Of course, if you are a night goblin charming, then you might uh, eat some mushrooms and get a few uh, cards that way to be able to cast this. But yeah, but I don't, I don't agree with you. I don't think it's, this is 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 that uh, that good. It's uh, strength four hits, and uh, you get armor save, um, so it's not uh, very uh, powerful, and it's not that many units that you're gonna uh, hit. If you were able to get on the side with a Cloak of Mist and Shadows, then you might be able to hit, I would say, at max 10 units that then get a Strength 4 hit. Uh, with their armor save, it's not going to kill a lot. It's going to kill a few units. If you're in front of them, you're probably going to hit uh, 5 units. Yeah, yeah, 5 maybe if you're, if you're lucky if you're in front of them. Yeah. So definitely something if you have the mobility for it, but... Uh, I do like it for the purposes of uh, sniping uh, down the line of a unit you really want dead. This is something like uh, artillery. That's at least how I've been using it yeah, but, and similar spells. But when you get close enough, it it needs to be very close because it's a 24 line, so you cannot use it in the beginning of the game. And if you haven't dealt with the, the war machines uh, at this time where you uh, close unless your wizard is uh, mounted or something, is, is quick, then uh, you're probably in a bad spot anyways if their war machine survived that long. So yeah, I don't I don't tend to agree with you. I don't think this is a, a good okay. spell. But that's good okay. that we disagree on something. <laughs> exactly. Let's uh, let's move on to the next one. Uh, here we go. It's a two power with a range of thirty six. Now. This one is, is quite potent. I mean, giving a whole unit uh, uh, strike first is great, uh, even if it's been charged, and giving them toughness makes them more survivable. I would have loved this, give them plus one strength instead, or maybe plus one to hit. But besides that, it's a great spell, I think. It's, it's 
a very very strong spell already and with the <laughs> with how you you said you like it then it it would just yeah. be uh, nuts i think Insane. um yeah. it's decent for two power it's a little bit expensive but one power would may make it a too cheap. Too, too cheap yeah um yeah, and it's also good. It doesn't require a line of sight, so you can easily get this on one of your units, and probably this will stop a charge on happening on your on your big uh, main unit um, if you're in that spot. Because yeah, who would want to charge a unit with this benefit? No one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's very very strong. The only thing uh, is that most uh, Mostly your main units uh, in the Org army will contain uh, Savage Org, uh, Warlord with, with Morgor the Mangler. So he already does this. So that takes a little bit away from, from this spell, but of course it can be used on other units. But there's also the Night Goblin units, which you always include, which always has yeah. the Bad Moon banner. So they always strike first anyways. I was just about to mention that. So, yeah, so, so you... You start to to take away power from 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 the from this spell because of uh, the strong units that you can feel that you, in my opinion, feel all the time. Um, yeah. So now that I think about it, it's probably not uh, that strong of a spell, but um, you definitely need the build for it because you need a third unit that needs to strike first. Yeah. And you have that sometimes. Uh, it can be very, it can be very good, but uh, yeah, not as good as I thought at first. Um, maybe protect your, I don't know, protect your crosswoman against harpies. Yeah, that's a waste. Oh. It seems kind of a waste, yeah, because you still you already win against the harpies almost because you have toughness four. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so maybe maybe actually not uh, uh, a decent use for this one. But that's because uh, the, the the standard build include Morgor the Mangler and they include the Bad Mood Banner, the standard build of exactly. an Orc army. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you deviate from that build, this becomes uh, very very good. Yeah, that's true. The next one is the Crunch, and this is a power three for a range of twenty four. This is a very expensive way, uh, three power card to kill cavalry. Because I don't see it killing anything else. The template is fairly small, and you need to cover at least half of the model to even uh, make them suffer a hit. Maybe if you were throwing it on, even if you were throwing it on Skaven, I mean, you would kill maybe nine. That I don't show nine scaven are worth uh, three power. Cards. Does it even cover that many? Maybe not even though. No. I don't know whether exactly how the, the size or how how many it can cover. I think, but I think uh, remembering how big it is, it's it's less than that. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe it might cover um, three or four knights. If placed correctly, and it has to hit with a scattered eye, so it's extremely difficult to actually hit. Yeah, basically, I have no idea why this costs so much much power to cast when you also have to roll the scattered eyes. If you yeah. took the scattered eyes thing away, well, then the power 
for it would would probably be be fine but but this way it should be way cheaper yeah, yeah. i don't like this one i don't like this one either it's it's way too expensive when it has a a chance to not do anything okay so i think we after we uh, do each uh, deck we should uh, we should uh, evaluate uh, how uh, the one or the two best spells in the deck. So, and what would be your pick for this? Oh, um, I would believe my choices would be for the best spell would probably be the Hand of Gork. Yeah, I agree on the other one. And then my second choice would probably be Mork Watcher. Yeah, exactly the same thoughts I had. Those spells mm -hmm. are very, very strong. Um, there are plenty in the second row that I would consider. Yeah, I would also really like uh, Mork Savers, uh, just to uh, get a, that upper hand of killing a Dispel Scroll in the beginning. Um, and then I'd probably, I'd probably go after Mork Savers, I'd probably go to a Brainbuster. Yeah, also uh, a good uh, good spell, uh, because it's uh, you can win the game, basically, with, with yes. that. So, yeah. And then I'd go to Edbot. Maybe I'd go Edbot before Mork Savers. I think I'd go ahead Edbot before that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So should we continue with the next? Yes, now we'll be moving on to high magic. And of course, we'll be talking about the special abilities of high magic users first. Now, the first main thing to do with high magic is that um, you can use your power cards you get from the Winter Magic deck as dispel cards, making it an incredibly strong uh, uh, wins, uh, college of uh, magic, uh, school of magic for the uh, the purposes of uh, preventing the opponent's magic to pass and go through. And they also have the uh, ability of the high magic superiority, which means that your, your high magic wielders always count as being a superior wizard when the opponent is trying to dispel, meaning they will start on a basic 5 plus to begin with. The uh, Slan Mage Priests also use high magic, of course, and they have an additional ability that other high mages do not, and that is that they are able to swap spells around be between themselves in the magic phase. Now, this ability is rarely used. I mean, yeah. I'd say 1% of, of games where, or if you're playing large armies where you have multiple slants, but usually you only have one slant, so this one seems kind of redundant. Yeah. I would say uh, that uh, those uh, abilities with uh, high magic uh, are very, very strong, and probably though it's the best abilities, I think, there that you can get uh, besides uh, being able to choose your own spells with necromantic. But yeah. It's so strong having always having dispels, and it makes it so that you you can consider building high elf or lizardman armies without having dispel scrolls, because you're always gonna have uh, dispel cards. Um, so that's just very very strong. You're always able to dispel, and the other part is that uh, a lot of people don't see high magic as being very strong, but because of that. Uh, that they all already all the uh, spells are reinforced with uh, with one power already, uh, because the enemy dispels on five plus to start with. 
is very very good and high magic tends to to get a lot more spells through than other schools does yep yep i agree um i'd say when we get to dark magic they're like a very close third for their ability which is also quite strong but we'll get to that yeah. in the uh, next episode now um i believe that's all the special abilities about the high elf yeah. mages before we go to the first one i would just like to say a lot of the high magic spells are very situational but uh Agreed. There's also another special rule that uh, your wizard gets oh, yes, to pick uh, an additional spell uh, on top of uh, the normal number that he can pick from his level, and then he has he can choose to discard one of them. Um, so that makes up for a lot of the spells being very situational. It helps for it at least. Yes, it definitely does, and of course the slam mage. Uh, ability would also become useful were you to field an army of maybe 3,000 or more points where you actually field uh, two or more slam so you can swap the spells between them now um, the first spell from the high magic is the uh, coruscation of Finria and this is a power one card basically allows your, your mage to move around as though he's flying and difficult to hit his marine play it's not a great spell, in my opinion. I, mean, I do like to have the extra um, on my um, my mage, but I, there are definitely other spells I would prefer to see. I mean, it's, it's not bad spell, but definitely not the one I would prefer to see compared to others. Yeah, but it's a it's a one power spell, and uh, your wizard gets lifted up. Probably most people wouldn't disbuild this. And all of a sudden, your deadlock has a unlimited range, um, and other spells has unlimited range. Um, so it's a very dangerous. Also, banishment against the undead with the if you cast this first, so it can it can really make your other spells insane. Yeah, uh, because that's the that's all the other stuff that this spell does is not very important. But the unlimited spell uh, range on spells is the important part, I think. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it is a remains in play and it's cast in the magic phase, so you won't be able to use it uh, properly until the next phase, next phase, unless you cast this with a rebound. What? Um, why wouldn't you? You cast this as the first spell. Yes, but you've already had your movement phase. Yeah, but but it doesn't matter. He he's uh, he's on a pillar and he he can see the entire uh, battlefield and cast spells. As normal yes. without reduction of range. Of course, you can cast without reduction, but spells like uh, Deadlock or Banishment, they will require him to get closer, so he will have to have it survive and end oh, the magic phase. I thought it was an unlimited range then. No, no. He still he, needs he, to move within. Why does it yes. say without reduction for range? Um, it, it doesn't reduce the range of the spells that he has. But you never get reduction on range and spells. Uh, because he's lifted up in the air. So he ah, doesn't have to... That's what it meant. Oh, I mis misread it. And, yeah, he doesn't yeah. have to reach diagonally. Okay, then, it, then it's a bad spell. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, it's a, it's a one-power spell. And yeah, it doesn't do enough. Exactly. 
that's my point as well. But I do like it for when you when you when you draw it, and you you, you don't you want to replace a different one than this one. You, this one is is fairly decent to to bait out some spells or to possibly use in the next phase. Um, yeah, but yeah. Let's move on to the the next one. And the it, next one it's is... nice if you, if people waste the dispel on this, and if they, if they don't, then you can get close with your de your banishment or deadlock. Yep, exactly. So the let's move on to the next spell, and this is the uh, deadlock that we discussed already. It has power cost of one and range of twelve, and this is a great spell when you know when your opponent is uh, if you know the items, or perhaps you can guess them. I'm not sure you can actually guess them unless you know that they already have been revealed. But I'm not sure about that either because I remember reading that Ring of Corin. You can cannot just guess randomly names. You need to to know that they have it. Um, yep. It needs to have been revealed. Uh, I read that somewhere. Um, and if that is the case, then of course this is a lot weaker. Yes. Um, but it's a one power spell, and you can cast this, and it remains in play. You don't have to be within 12 uh, inches f uh, when you cast this, because, yeah, they're going to have to uh, waste that uh, dispel on it when they want to get uh, in combat with your your wizard. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's pretty potent, because you can change uh, the item at all times, so right after your opponent says, uh, well, I'm going to strike with uh, my Flail of Skulls, a Hydra Sword or something like that, and you just say, well, no. Exactly. Because this at, at a... any time you can you can release a deadlock or another. Um, so you can deadlock uh, the sword when they strike, and when you're about to strike back, you, back, you the enemy, he says, well, I have Black Amulet, and you said, well, I'm going <laughs> to switch to a to, uh, to deadlock in that instead. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, so the switching around with this makes it very powerful. Um, but the downside is that uh, people will never charge you uh, if this is, is in place, or they will this this build it uh, the turn before. Uh, it will go all in to, to get rid of it. Yeah, uh, I definitely see this being as one of the good spells for the slam mage, though. Uh, since they're also a powerful fighter, and uh, if they're not already uh, using items that will completely negate the enemy's uh, items, this one is a fairly decent spell to have as well. Um, but it, it it's only decent, I think, because uh, because you can play around it, and then it may it's good because the opponent has to play around it, but. Mm -hmm. But unless uh, in that few cases where it's uh, uh, close to the last turn, or it will protect your slam or your mage from uh, nukers. Yeah, it it will protect you against everything. It's a. Uh... Yeah. I wouldn't ever charge a unit having deadlock in play. I would just yeah. say, well, I'm gonna try to find my points elsewhere if uh, I cannot get rid of it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, agreed. But it, it's a must. It's a huge priority to get rid of it once you're you're setting up your charges against uh, against it all right i definitely agree so it's a it's a decent spell especially at one power cost yeah so let's move on to the next one and the next one is banishment this is two power at 12 inch range this is a very strong 
counter item, but a counter spell. But it, that is exactly it's purely a counter spell or a counter ability. Um, given that you only affect undead or demons, but if you do, and perhaps if you combine it with the Coruscation of Fenrir or perhaps a uh, cloak of mist and shadows, uh, uh, you're in the money basically uh, when fighting chaos or undead. Yeah. And if you are not fighting them, you just throw this away as a this build that you couldn't use. Yep, exactly. Um, so another benefit of the uh, high elf uh, caster's ability. Yeah, and and the second part of this build that it uh, this build the uh, uh, remaining play spells within twelve uh, on four plus is uh, not an, a, a very good option. Um, it's that all models suffer. Uh, D6 wounds on 4 plus if they are undead and demon. That's the good part. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, and uh, you cannot use a lookout so for it. So yeah, this just uh, wins you the game against the uh, undead or demons. It it requires them to to uh, either have a whole drain magic for the turn that they want to charge, or be be sure they have uh, dispel scrolls or or a huge uh, use all their powers uh, to boost uh, this building this and then you mm -hmm. might get other spells through instead yeah because they cannot uh, let if if this goes through then you win the game exactly and this with total yeah. power is insane <laughs> yes yes this is completely nuts with total power um let's move on to the uh, the next spell uh, this is the Glamour of Teclis, and it's a power one with a range of 36. This is uh, pretty good against uh, low leadership uh, enemies, and there are lots of those. And uh, in any case, your opponent doesn't really want to take a leadership test every time they want to move, so most of the time they may just consider not moving at all. Um, so I definitely like this one, and at one power, it's, it's, it's one of the good spells you can get from high magic, especially since you can also use it to bait out those dispels or dispel scrolls. Yeah. What do you think, Casper? Yeah, I agree a lot with what you said. Uh, it has huge range and uh, only one power, um, and it's it's probably the most effective spells for high for high magic to to uh, bait out uh, dispels. And if they don't, then you have you have a slight effect. It's not it's not huge for most things. Maybe against the uh, Skaven Orcs or Beastmen, you might uh, find a uh, low leadership uh, a lot of the places. But uh, low leadership is uh, is hard to find because there's a lot of characters uh, boosting the leadership of units um, and the general's leadership, of course. Um, but in in the rare case that you you do fail that uh, leadership ten test, it's also game-breaking um, for one power and it, it yeah. remains in play so at one time they're not gonna check for that leadership the whole game even though they have leadership 10 they're not gonna let it let it be uh, the whole game so it's a very good spell I think yep I definitely agree yeah let's uh, let's move on to the next one this is the assault of stone for three power with a range of 24. I know this one is, is quite popular in the community, but it is also uh, somewhat situational because if your map 
does not have a hill, I mean, there's a fairly good chance of rolling a hill on, uh, on terrain, but if it does not, and the hill is not in the opposing side, this uh, item starts, this spell starts to lose its uh, purpose. I don't think that very many people use the terrain generator. I think they built their own maps. Mm. Um, In any case, you, you will need your opponent to have a, a hill, or at least have a hill that's uh, uh, near the enemies. And usually, enemies facing against high elves, if they see a hill on the map that, um, uh, you know, a fairly central hill, they might just avoid it. But uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably keep this one if there was a if there was a useful hill, like a central hill or a, a hill in the opposing side. But besides that, I I I'd swap this one out. It's uh, it's quite expensive, but though it's also very strong. Yeah, but it being a three power and uh, it having such a limited re requirement, uh, I don't like it at all. Uh, I think this is overrated, and I think uh, people have uh, had a lot of use for this because uh, they played against an opponent who who didn't uh, know the spell and played around it. If I play a, against a high magic, then I will just try to steer clear of a, of a hill uh, unless I really needed to, or until I know that they that wasn't the the spell that they had they held. Um, so you can easily play around it, and you should play around it because if you if you get punished by this, it's it's insanely strong. Um, but it's just but, very very rarely that this build yeah. sees any kind of action and does anything. Very situational. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's the most situational one because mm. even though you are on a map with a lot of hills, um, yes, it's still still very situational and. Um, it's not you. You're not moving the hill very far. It's only d6, so most of the most times it's only a three and a half inch. You, you're going to move the hill, so it it doesn't hit a lot of things unless they're on top of the hill, in which case all models uh, get hit, but uh, or the whole unit gets hit. Um, I think the the fourth edition one. Uh, of this uh, was uh, that all models got hit beneath the uh, the size of the hill, which sounds a lot better than yep. just uh, 2d6 wounds. So, yeah, I don't like this spell at all. I think it's way, way overrated, and then it only works against people who don't know the high magic. Yep, yep. I tend to agree it's, it's very expensive for what it can do. Um, but I wouldn't say it's the most situational one, though. Uh, but again, it is three power, which is just, it's very hard to get three power cards through unless you have a lot of support from one power cards. Uh, shall we move on to the next one? Yep. The next one is Drain Magic. And this is uh, basically like the, it's a three power cost. And of course, it's the same as in the Winds of um, Magic card deck. Um, let's see here. Um, the other the, the other thing it does, however, is drain magic only affects the uh, from the winds of magic card deck. It only affects the the caster itself, whether they lose a magic level. But this drain magic affects all wizards and high of witches, high high magic mages. Um, they uh, they only need to uh, they they only suffer a, a loss on a six. Yeah, and it cannot be dispelled. 
And that's always that's a, a saving grace for this, I think. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, when, whenever you're paying three power, this spell is not worth three power at all. Um, but when you cannot dispel it, then it's a it's a it's a fairly decent uh, spell because uh, yeah, you can uh, you get a fifty-fifty shot for each each wizard that they they might lose an important spell. Uh, mm -hmm. Like against the undead, uh, the necromantic spells, uh, you can get a really important spell uh, out of the way uh, easily, and they can do yeah. nothing about it. So, uh, I I think that this spell is a is a situational thing, but against a necromantic or something where there are really dangerous spells, then this is uh, very very good. Yep, it's uh, even more potent if you get it off with a rebound uh, magic dispel yeah. card but the downsize is three power so you you have to you have to agree uh, to agree with yourself that uh, okay this magic phase this is the only thing that i'm doing pretty much you might get a one power uh, through also but uh, it's rarely that you have more than a four power cards you then you were very lucky or have a banner of sorcery or something like that um so but it's a it's a it's a nice it's a nice spell because it cannot be be dispelled, but it's a it doesn't have a, a use all the time. Yep, I agree. I definitely agree on this one. Now uh, let's move on to the next one. This is Apotheosis for one power with a range of six. Uh, this is another remains in play, and uh, this is a spell that your opponent wants to dispel some of the time. It depends what you're bringing back to life. I mean, if you're bringing a uh, a mage uh, back to life, or maybe you're bringing one of your uh, nukers um, back. I mean, it, you would have to have a a nuker hero on a steed instead of a um, a Pegasus, though. But um, yeah, but I do like the idea of, of bringing back one of your characters with all its items and equipment. Yeah. Uh, and having it, they have to use a dispel to get rid of it again, unless uh, otherwise you're just going to be either nuking them again, or you're going to be using your wizard again, or it's definitely a, a strong spell for one power. So my question is, if uh, if they dispel this, does uh, the model die, or is the only, uh, or what what happens then? Uh, the, the model disappears. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's what I thought as well. Um, yeah. And then make it, this spell is is not very very useful. I think it's one power, of course, but this spell can can maybe be used on your last turn. Uh, if you have the last turn, this is uh, pretty strong to to get back a, a expensive character, so you actually win the game by this. But other than that, I don't see this spell being useful. It cannot be used in the in the first uh, maybe two to three turns at all yeah, and um, definitely a late game yeah yeah and i don't i only see see this has uh, any any good use if you have if you are the one having the last turn uh, and uh, winning the game like that uh, by resurrecting your 200 points hero or something like that um you could also return something like a uh, stegadon or a uh, a croxigore yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. You can also return that. Yeah, um, yeah. but 
but the spell is pretty bad because it has such a limited use. If you're not, yes. if you don't have the last turn, then your opponent is is just gonna say, "Well, I'm, I can dispel this uh, on my last turn," uh, and then get the points for that. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't see this as being that that important. No, it's it's not an important spell, but it's definitely a, a, a useful one. But it's it's one of your spells that you cannot use on uh, until the very end of the game. So you're just uh, playing as a, a low level wizard with a few spells the whole game until <laughs> the last turn where you have this spell. So yeah, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't think it's very good at all. Um, I don't believe it's it's a it's it's not a great spell, but I do find it's useful. If, but though it is not useful in the beginning of the game, as you say, so it will be something you use in turn two or turn three when you start using it to bait out dispels or to gain some extra effect, and then of course trying to steal back some of your points in the last turn of the game if that's possible. But yes, not not a great choice, but I do like that it's only one power. Let's uh, let's move on to the next one. This is the uh, Fury Convocation, and it's a two-power card at a range of twenty-four inches. This is one of the spells I really like from the High Magic deck. I am always happy whenever I see this one in my hand. Two um, D six strength four hits is great, and continuing to suffer additional D six two D six hits with additional strength, uh, and it's it's in the beginning of each turn. So your opponent. If he doesn't dispel this in your turn when you cast it, he will suffer two uh, times 2d6 hits in, with increasing strength. And he will have to dispel it in his turn, otherwise the third turn, when it's back to your turn, the, the unit is gone. So I definitely like this one. And at two power cost, this is very strong. Yeah, I would go as far as saying this is one of the strongest uh, offensive spells in the game. There are a few that uh, contest this, but uh, it's definitely up there and uh, for you people that uh, really think a sort of stone is strong this is 10 times stronger at least um, and also it doesn't require line of sight so if uh, an enemy flies behind your lines you can easily kill him like this um, yeah it's it's just very very strong of course it doesn't negate uh, armor saves um, so armies with high armor saves, they don't care a lot about this, but they need to dispel it at some point because uh, yep. 46 hits are so much. Yep. And they will have to do it in their own turn, meaning they, they will be doing something less with their turn. Just uh, They will spend a, a dispel card instead of, for example, if it's dark magic, they won't be using this dispel for power cards instead. They will be using it to get rid of this one. And if they don't, it's only on a four plus. Um, they just continue burning, and their unit will be gone once it's your turn again. So, excellent spell this one. Yeah, and uh, you would all, always keep this. It's good against yes. everything. Yes. Yep. There's not a single target this one is not good against. Yeah. Um, definitely, probably the best spell in the uh, high magic deck. Hmm. Let's see about that. <laughs> there is one that is also very strong. Um, actually, two more that are quite strong. The, the next one we're going to be talking about is the Tempest. 
is at power three and a range of 48 inches in every direction. Um, basically, yeah, you you put a, a, a glamour of checklist on every single enemy unit. Um, you stop uh, flyers from getting to your generals and your wizards and your ranged. Um, of course, you you get the minus hit penalties, but it's also uh, war machines. They just they are destroyed uh, if you get this one through. This one is in, if you have the right build for this one. This one is amazing with total power. Yeah, I agree. Um, this is uh, so much better for lizardmen, and uh, it's uh, pretty bad for high elves. Um, because yeah. high elves tend to, they always uh, should bring bull throwers and chariots. Um, and they usually bring some missile fire as well. Exactly. And uh, of course, uh, as a, a lizard man, your skinks are not hitting very well, but they they have very short range, so they might not be uh, be able to, to hit the turn you cast this uh, anyways. They might be still on... on uh, the phase where they're setting up their, mm -hmm. their shots. So for Lizardman, this is insane. As you yes, said, with is... total power, it just wins games. It does. I mean, basically every piece of artillery on, on the battlefield is just destroyed once you get this through total power. Yeah. And, um, and and then they have nothing to threaten your slam mage priest anymore. This is amazing for Lizardman. I love this spell. But, but it only works against... Uh, armies that has war machines that's the good part the other things yeah. are, are are not that good uh, i don't mind the glamour of checklist on every single enemy unit yeah it's so it's okay but you're paying three power for it so mm. yeah 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 i i of agree course. that's also a fine part but the best part is definitely the war machine killing part yes definitely um also very happy if you draw this one against widows Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, mm -hmm. it has a, now, a lot of uses. Yeah, it does. It does it's uh, the, of course it is situational in some thing, but it's less situational than, for example, banishment and uh, and the soul of stone. So this one is definitely a, a, a you would rather pick this one over you would uh, you would pick uh, a soul of stone depending what what faction you're playing. Of course, if you're playing high elves, you probably swap this one out. Now, the last spell in the high magic uh, spell roster is the Hand of Glory. This is two power with a range of 12. This is also um, uh, amazing. Um, your enemy has to get rid of this one. Uh, if they leave it up, your, 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 all your units are going to pass their fear tests, their panic tests, they're going to pass their break tests. And anything you already have fleeing will just rally immediately. It's it's a great spell for two power. That's a short range though, but it remains in play. Yeah. And uh, making your units unbreakable because they pass the leadership test all automatically is is very strong. Um, and twelve inches within the wizard, it will cover archers on your sides of your main regiments and. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty potent uh, spell, and uh, it can come in handy a lot of places. And makes yeah, it also very good when your your main units is failing leadership, which of course yeah. you shouldn't be in that situation. But 
course it happens. Um, it does happen. So this yeah. is a very decent spell, I think. Uh, also with the skinks, they uh, since they're usually skirmish, they will not be able to use your slam mages' uh, leadership, but here they'll just pass them automatically. So it's great for skinks, uh, especially also if you're playing high elves and you're playing a more uh, uh, fire and flight uh, build. You know, you can use with the Illyrian Reavers. I know a, a few have talked about it, especially in the uh, high elves uh, army list go through. Um, also, a great uh, spell for them. So, this is just a great spell to have in, in any case. Yeah. For a high elf, uh, for high magic users. Yeah. So, um, should we give these uh, a rating as well? Yeah. Um, Maybe I should start this time. Yeah, yeah, you go ahead. Um, I think uh, the best spells, if uh, their situational need is uh, are met, is of course uh, Tempest and Banishment. Uh, I will, uh, these are the very best spells in the deck if, uh, if in the right con uh, situation. Um, but uh, if, you, if you're not playing against War Machines or Undead or Demons, then uh, it would be, have to be Fiery Convocation uh, and Glamour of Techless would be my pick. Okay, Glamour and Techless, yeah, yeah, and Fury Convocation. Yeah. I, I agree, definitely. Tempest and, um, and Banishment are definitely very strong and always a, a top choice when the conditions are met. Uh, and again, I agree. Fury Convocation, very strong spell. I always love to have this one. Uh, definitely my, uh, my number one choice if the conditions for Tempest and Banishment are not met. And I also agree on the, uh, the Glamour of Techless because at one power, it's just a very strong spell. Uh, it's fo closely followed by the uh, Hand of Glory. Yeah, I'll, my, I also maybe. like the Hand of Glory, but I think that's it's a situational spell. Um, so I think uh, Hand of Glory is uh, is not as good as Glamour of Techless. No, no, no. I agree on that point as well. But also, it, I believe it's it is better, a... but it also costs twice as much. And yeah. uh, Glamour of, of Techless is uh, a very good uh, spell for doing minor things and baiting out uh, dispels, I think. Yep. Yeah. I complete, uh, uh, agree completely with this uh, that uh, assessment. So that wraps up the high magic. And of course, before we move on to the Skaven magic spells in the last section of this podcast, we will be going to uh, look at the Skaven magic special rules first. Yeah. Now, um, would you like to uh, relay the information concerning the uh, Skaven magic? Yeah, this is... Uh... So you have to correct me because this is uh, probably my weak spot on the magic school, this Skaven. Um, so um, the Skaven sorcerers, they can uh, they can eat the uh, warp stones. Well, I don't know if it, they're eating it, but they're using warp stones. Um, I, I like to think they're eating it. Yeah, okay. Um, and uh, the higher level, the more warp stones they, they get. Um, And what is it that the Warpstones, they do? They count as one power card. Yeah. Um, so so basically, you are going to have uh, a lot of uh, extra 
power cards that you can use. Uh, and there's, of course, a, a downside to it that you might uh, be turned into a care spawn when using them. Yep. Um, but I don't, th I don't think that... Uh... Yeah, and you cannot uh, use the power to reinforce spells uh, or boost counter magic. You can only use it to pay for the spells. And it's uh, you need a usually you need a warlock master or above in order to get any use out of your warp stones because the engineer gets d three minus two and the champion gets d three minus one so you might end up with zero warp stones anyway. Yeah, it's a little bit extra to give you that extra one power card you need if you really want to get a spell through, but uh, most of the time I wouldn't use these uh, every turn. Uh, I would try to avoid taking the test, especially with my uh, my Gracia. Yeah, um, but I think uh, it's worth risking uh, risking that test at sometimes, yep. either if you are behind in a game or or if you have a really really strong spell that you that could win you the game, then it's worth risking that uh, small chance that you turn into a, a scarce born. Definitely. In which case, that you, if you're already behind, then you, you're just going to get more behind. <laughs> um, that is true. So, and it helps to overcome the, the uh, problem that Skaven has, is that it's very difficult for them to get uh, enough magical banners for you to be able to fit the banner of sorcery into your army. In, in essence, you're only allowed two banners of magic in total in the uh, Skaven roster. One for your uh, one unit of plague monks and one for your storm vermin, if you want to bring them. Yeah, and and basically you should for each uh, orb stone you you use, you're only gonna have to to uh, roll over the the amount that you use. Um, but of course, it's a it's a high chance, even if you use one that is one in six that that you are you get turned into a a spawn. That's how it works, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, let's see here. I think it is. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's you have to roll over uh, the number of warpstone pieces pieces you consume, yeah. but you can use multiple at the same time. Yeah. But I'll definitely go for if you have the power cards for it, use one for one spell and then use one for the next spell, so you minimize yeah. the risk. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's it's definitely not. Uh, not worth risking this uh, if you are ahead or, or or even or just slightly behind. Yeah, I think it's the the night goblin version of this with the mushrooms is so much better and uh, worth risking every turn. I think. Of course, you can use a warp stone charm to try and alter the result, but again, that's that's an item you'll be using instead. So maybe if you are. If you have an ice slot available and you have to, you just have ten points remaining, could be a, a way to bolster your chances of succeeding yeah. the warp stone tests. Yeah, but uh, let's move on to the uh, actual spells themselves. Not a very very strong part, I think the warp stones. No, no, decent, uh, but, but not very strong at all. Yeah, but they they are kind of necessary given exactly that you can't get the banner of sorcery as an extra way to bolster your wins of magic cards. Uh, you'll have to look elsewhere. 
but yes, it's it's decent but not great. Is that because you cannot get a lot of banners on the units, right? Exactly, yeah. you can only get two banners in total. Yeah. No matter how big your army is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to the spells. And the first one is the Warp Lightning. It's a two power cost and a range of 24. D6 hits. I mean, it is strength 5 and no armor saves allowed. But it seems quite expensive for a, a, a small buff to a um, to a Banner of Wrath. And a two power cost. I mean, if this was strength 4 with one power, I would definitely like to see this one. But it also has the requirement of line of sight. So, in general, I'm not really pleased to see this spell, but, you know, it's not useless. It's very good against knights or high-armored things. Most yeah. knights have toughness 3, so mm -hmm. this will kill 3 knights. Uh, and that's a pretty... a lot of points that you actually get. For it. That's true enough. Just, just do the same as a uh, Banner of Wrath, and again... Um, it's a little bit better than Banner of Power. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's I agree it's a, a bit on the expensive side, but one power it would have been insane, so Yeah, yeah. I, it would I have to be less, less yeah, I think less it's strength. a decent spell. Um yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would actually like it better if it, even if it was strength three at power one. So long as you had the other options of no arm saves allowed. Yeah. Um, but decent spell. The next one is the Cracks Call, and this is also two power with a range of eighteen. This works kind of like the uh, uh, the beam of on the gaze of Mork. Um, you draw the straight line, and then but instead they have to use an initiative test. So this is kind of situational. Um, I love this against the War Machines. I mean, yeah, but, two and three. But then again, chance that the range is very small, and uh, yeah. and Skaven have uh, mobility issues. So, well, so, Skaven aren't hampered the same way that the uh, Orc shamans are. So they can use the cloak of mist and shadows to uh, yeah. compensate for this low range. Yeah, and that's probably the the only reason why this could be any good is with that combination. Um, yeah. Because it's very, I think it's very hard to get uh, to set up the right uh, right path for this, and also it's gonna be maybe turn three before you can hit the the war machines, uh, and if you haven't dealt with them at that point, then they are already done a lot of damage, and your opponent uh, won't mind losing them. So yeah. I don't think this is a very good spell. Uh, it's a little bit better, of course, with Cloak of Mist and Shadows. And uh, characters can use Lookout for it, so I don't think it's very good at all. Um, of course, if if you hit... Uh... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure you can use... Uh... It says no. Oh, so. um, that you... The only oh, yes, yes, yes. usually the rule about uh, lookout. So if the whole unit is affected uh, with a spell like Curse of Years, then you cannot use uh, lookout. So, uh, but if it's a template thing or a beam, then you can lo use lookout. So, of course. Yes. Um, but uh, 
in some situations, like versus Lizardmen, you could you could uh, snipe uh, three Croxigors with this uh, yes, quite yes. easily. So it has some uses against a uh, uh, very uh, limited uh, range of models. Um, so in that in those cases, it's it becomes very good. Mm -hmm. Yes, but yeah, definitely situational. The uh, next spell in the uh, scaling roster here is the Scorch at one power with a range of 24. Um, now this could be... I don't know. This one seems very poor, given that you have to roll a 6 to actually cause a wound, and they're still allowed armor saves. Very situational that it actually causes something to go uh, ablaze. Um, but of course, if you're finding wood elves and they're hiding way watchers in the forest, you just set the forest on fire, and then the way watchers will burn to death the next turn. Yeah, but, but uh, it, it's a one power card, uh, and uh, it affects the whole unit. Um, so even though it's it's just sixes, if if it's a big unit, then uh, it's pretty good. Uh, of course, it allows armor saves, but uh, like uh, on uh, goblins or on uh, on skeletons or something like that, this is pretty good. Yeah, you definitely need uh, at least at least twenty models in the unit before you start seeing some kind of result on the dice. I would say more than more than that. Yeah, more probably than that forty would be my uh, my choice. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So it's it has uh, limited uses because. The only units that are mostly that big are skeletons and goblins. Yeah, of course your opponent might actually just leave the spell up if they if they prioritize something else differently um, because its 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 results are so low. So maybe <laughs> it can be allowed to stay in play. Uh, actually, no, it's not uh, stay in play. It's just a one-time thing. So maybe they'll like let it go through. No, but the, yes. the fire continues, uh, and you cannot yeah, dispel it. it uh, the fire, unless it it goes out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, but that is, of course, if there's terrain to uh, where enemies are inside. Yeah. So, so I think it's a situational spell. It's not very yeah. useful in a lot of situations. I think it's too situational for it to yeah. be good. The next spell. I, I agree on that one. Uh, the next spell is the Poison Wind. This is 3 power with a range of 24. And the Poison Wind template is not... Uh, it'll hit maybe 9. I guess it'll hit 9 if you if you place it correctly. Uh, we get uh, the rest under uh, over 50% so that, that they're considered as under the template. Yeah, it can maximum then, maximum is nine models covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there'll be maybe three models that suffer D6 wounds. Uh, you could probably cover some monstrous infantry as well with this one, um, and could also be used for cavalry. But again, the warp lightning is probably better for cavalry, and uh, and this one is very expensive at three power. Yeah, but it does kill nine models every time. No, no, no. It kills three models. Oh, oh, oh yeah, okay. Uh, it's uh, five or six yeah. that they actually shove yeah, up okay. once yeah, they yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah, so it killed three models, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it's not. You can use Lookout Serve for it. So, yeah, it, it's not very good at all. It's uh, no. way too expensive. Yeah, I agree. The next one. Yes, the next one is Skittily, with a power of one, and the range of three inches. A spell can be cast on uh, himself or yeah, any model within three. Um, and you can basically works like the um, the hand of Gork, um, but this one only works for a single model. Yeah, but that includes uh, bringing uh, Do the Doom Wheel or yeah. and stuff like that into to combat as well. Uh, of course, if you draw the spell, you probably deploy your your Doom Wheel near yourself. Um, so if you draw this one, you'll probably have the Doom Wheel nearby. Yeah. So. A good spell, but of course it's you can only use it on the actual on the doom wheel. There's no other unit you would want to move into combat. Maybe you'd move a uh, a skaven hero into combat with some with some artillery piece. Yeah, I think uh, I think you would move uh, the maybe uh, even right over you. Now the plague you uh, the frenzy plague priest. Plague you, priest. Yeah. yeah, with the flail of skulls, you would move him into combat. That would be pretty nice. Uh, yeah, that would be so, actually quite strong. Yeah, it has uh, a lot of good uses. I think it's it's a fine. It's a, actually quite a good one yeah, because there's always something in the scaling roster you would like to to move into combat with some ranged units or to um, to block a charge perhaps from some uh, some lights. Uh, you can even just throw a singular uh, clan wrath. Into uh, into combat or just in front of some chaos knights, and forcing them to make an awkward charge. I really like this one. This unit here. Yeah. Uh, this spell here. This is this is a great spell, actually. I have actually changed my mind about the scorch spell. I actually think it's pretty good for one power, uh, for snipe a chance to snipe uh, one wound characters, uh, and for one power it does a little bit of damage. Not a lot, but I think for one power, it's pretty, it's decent. Oh, I think it's better than I rated it firstly. Could be, could be. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it's great, but yeah, I, I agree. It's not, it's not, it's not bad. Yeah. The next one is Plague with a power cost of three and 18 inch range. Um, this is an uh, extremely powerful spell uh, on an enemy unit. It's ex also incredibly expensive and has a, a below mid-range uh, range. Uh, actually, it has a below uh, range. Um, so, I don't know. If you get this off with total power, it's just going to uh, decimate a, a, a unit, enemy unit, especially if it has toughness 3. It doesn't really matter if it has toughness 3 or it has toughness 4 or 5. It's gonna die anyway in most cases. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Of course, if if it has toughness five, then maybe maybe it will end and not killing a lot of units, but it might also kill half the regiment still. Uh, if, if if you've um, if your enemy doesn't uh, has made a, like a very tight formation, you could potentially kill their entire army. I really like the that aspect of this one. Yeah, four inches is. A lot uh, in in some cases. Uh, yeah, I agree. This spell is is 
very powerful and it will always uh, have to be this build. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it will take out most units, wipe them totally out. I agree. It's it's ab absolutely insane. This is so powerful, the spell, actually. Yeah. You, uh, it, it needs the low range, otherwise it's way too strong. Yeah, I agree. But 18 inches is also good Yeah, uh, for this spell. It's it's good enough. So, yeah, very good spell. Uh, let's move on to the next one. This is the Pestilent Breath for one power. And this is basically using the template... Um, for the Pestilent Breath. Um, your mage has to be uh, very close to the enemy. Yeah. And they and you will maybe hit five, six, maybe seven models if you're lucky. Uh, and then it's only half of them. I don't think the, the template is uh, big enough for that. It's, it's a small uh, Breath template, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, I don't think uh, it can cover more than four models or something like that. Yeah, given that you, most of the time you will not be in close combat. I believe if you are in close combat, it will cover up to seven if they're small base. Yeah, I, I, don't, it, I don't think it, it will. Is, it, is, it, sound... is, it is wide enough, it is wide enough to, to 50% cover two in front of you at the base. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I will have to look at, at the, the template again next time I see it. Um, mm -hmm. So if they have enough ranks, you might even get them up to 10. But again, it's only on a 4+. plus. Yeah. Uh, this is probably something, if if you're using Cloak of Mist and Shadows, you'd go in and, and sit next to some Chaos. No, you wouldn't go Chaos Knights. But any other regular Knights without Magic Armor, you'd just fly next to them and then breathe on. You would kill probably half of them. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's not very good, I think. Um, it require you to set set up perfectly and get your wizard uh, within harm's way, maybe. Um, yeah. It has very limited use, even though it's a one power card. I I don't think it's it's that good. No, I I agree. It's it's not a great spell, even though it's one power. There, are, but there are other better one power spells in the. the Skaven roster. I do believe this might be the worst one power spell in the Skaven uh, School of Magic. Next one? Uh, yes, the next one is the Vermintide. It's a two power cost with a range of 3d6. Again, this is one that needs... I mean, you could send it off early to make the enemy um, divert from their path, but with a strength 3, it's not amazing. If you get it at a proper angle, this again is something Cloak of Mist and Shadows is great at. Seems to be great with a lot of the Skaven magic to make those spells that are just on the verge of being bad to be actually being decent. Yeah, but Cloak of Mist and Shadows just has a it's a it's a risky item to pick. Uh, it is because if there is a if there's a flyers that has a weapon or a mobility. Uh, Units uh, that has magical attacks or or a spell that can you need to be very careful with the global mist and shadows and you need to know mm -hmm. the spells that your opponent can can have um, yeah yeah but uh, I don't know I don't I don't see this uh, 
spell as very strong. I know it's uh, one of the favorite ones for a lot of Skaven players. Um, yeah, um, it can if it runs over a unit of of skeletons, for example, it will kill uh, probably a third of the unit. Yeah, it it will kill sure. kill kill a lot of uh, units for sure, but it has very low range. Uh, yes, and of course it keeps running. So yeah, um, it's <laughs> it's on an average thirteen and a half. So um, and you wouldn't want to fill an item slot with seer stone. Just no, it's a it's time. a ten and a half with three to six. Yeah, ten and a half. Yeah, ten and a half. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So very situational, I'd say. Yep. But a fun spell to use. I definitely enjoy using it whenever I get it off. Yeah, the uh, next spell is Wither, and it's one power. Uh, this is something the mage uses in base contact. is similar to the uh, fists of Gork from the Wark magic. I don't like sending my mages into combat. Maybe if it was Ikit Claw, I'd like to see him in combat as a mage. But besides that, uh, I would prefer my mages not to be in combat. So I don't really like this one. No, the. Combat spells have very limited use and cannot be used in the first many turns. Uh, so I, I agree, not very strong. Yeah, I'm not sure. It actually says enemy models in base contact. Yeah, he can inflict upon enemy models in base contact. Okay, okay. So it, it is a close combat spell, yeah. Yeah, you, I was just thinking maybe if you had a, um, a, a plague... Uh, furnace or uh, what's it called? Yeah, the bell, the screaming bell. If you it, it did inflict d6 strength six hits on every enemy model in base contact, but it's it's divided, I guess. Let's just uh, have a look at the actual spell card itself, just to make sure. No, it's 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 the caster that inflicts the damage on the enemies that he's in combat with and uh, and he, he he will cover maximum of three models for yeah so let's see here yeah it's d6 strength six hits which can be spread amongst enemy models in base contact this is useless but yeah um Let's uh, let's move on to the next one. Yeah, this is uh, putrefy. Putrefy. Yeah, I can't pronounce that word right now. Uh, power one with a range of twenty-four. Um, uh, pretty... I kind of like this. Yeah, it's okay. It's pretty. It's decent. I mean, you give an enemy minus one to hit in close combat. Um, of course, you will have to be in combat with them already. So they will have fought a round of combat, which you have to you have to sustain before you can give them minus one to hit. Unless, of course, you've used Skitter Leap to, uh, to throw a Doom Wheel into an enemy unit. Yeah, but the problem with all the, the combat boosting spells is that your magic phase is already all, always after your own combat phase. So exactly. it's, it's anticipating that they will charge you and... Uh, Yeah, so that that's why combat spells aren't that that strong because you're not gonna 
it, you're gonna leave it up to your opponent to decide whether this t has takes effect or he's just gonna wait a turn. Um, yeah, I I don't think it's it's very strong, but it's power one, so it's decent because of that. I agree. Uh, it, it's decent, but not amazing um, in any way. And the card is also pretty good. Uh, in yeah, the, the panic is, is pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically making your your rats potentially win combat for once. Um, the next one, it, 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 yeah, the next one. The next one is called Madness. It's two power and range of twenty four. I like the idea of this spell because you can use it on basically any enemy model, so you can. Uh, you can move their artillery, or uh, you can uh, have their chariot uh, run in a different direction. And there's a decent chance. I mean, it's uh, I guess it's a 50-50 whether you control it. Yeah, of course, it's only Gracie's build only. Um... Mm -hmm. They really need a level four, of course. But, so I mean, but I, but but really, this spell is like. Uh... It only works if it's not this build, and it only works on a 50-50 after that. Uh, um, it is, of course, remains in play. Yeah. So you will you will get two chances to control it before they can dispel it. Yeah. So on on the cards, does it say that uh, you can uh, that you can use the powers of the the model, or can you just move it around? Let's see. Do you I'm take control this. of everything, or? The only difference is that you cannot cast spells with their mages, but you can do everything else. So you can charge it into to friendly units as well. Okay. Oh yeah, it says so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know. I don't really like this this spell a lot. I don't think it's it's good enough. I don't think it's. Uh, I mean, I like it that it's only two power. Uh, I would, of course, it would be too strong if it was only one power. Um, but yeah, it's very situational given that it's a, it's a 50-50 chance. Um, let's see here. And of course, no, what I said, you, you get a secondary chance to control it. You don't really get the second chance because it happens in the magic phase instead of the start of the turn. So the enemy will move the character once you fail the first roll. They will move it, and then the magic phase, uh, whether you might get con to control it, but they can still dispel it before you get to move the character. Yeah. And since you can't cast spells with it, this is bad. Yeah, I agree. If, if, you, if you don't win the first roll, you have to wait. You have to win uh, three subsequent rolls. Yeah, this is terrible. Next one. Never mind. Yeah, next one. That's the Death Frenzy. It's a power of three with a range of six inches. Um, double movement rate and double attacks is amazing. Of course, this is expensive, very expensive power cost, but as it must be. Um, and of course, it suffers D6 wounds, but this is not really that important for most scaven units since they have a lot of uh, little rats to die off for them instead. Um, it is fortunate that it is uh, three power cost, and you have, probably have to use it in the un on the unit you're with. 
Um, and you usually have your Gracie with some plague rats if he's on his uh, screaming bell at least. Um, and then it doesn't really matter that they can be friends. Of course, you still get the double movement, which is decent, which is actually amazing. Yeah, it's a pretty good uh, spell, but uh, again, it's a combat spell. So, it being that you, your magic phase again is uh, later than the, the combat phase, uh, it will just this spell pr pretty much just uh, says uh, I won't be charged next turn. Yeah, um, that's what it does because, of course, you're not gonna charge into this. Uh, yeah, maybe you will because if you kill the units, they're not gonna be very dangerous, anyways. Um, so basically, you're never gonna get the movement thing out of this because the enemy has two chances to dispel this. Uh, only, before... only if you re cast a rebound. Yeah, uh, but that's getting very lucky. So I don't think yeah. this is actually that strong at all. Exactly, I feel like um, I mean, the potion, the Skaven brew, is amazing, uh, especially when you roll a six. But that is usually the only time you will get advantage of the double movement rate. Yeah. Because, yeah, the only time you will get a chance, your opponent will get a 4 plus dis uh, will get a chance to dispel it in the turn you cast it, and then we'll get a chance to dispel it in the, your turn, and then you get the movement. Yeah, so basically you never get the movement. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, so I nah, it's, it's way too expensive. I don't like it. Yeah, I agree. Um, the next one is the Curse of the Horned Rat. I believe this is also the last one. Yes, it is. And it's a three power with a range of 12. This is sort of like uh, Plague, just a lot worse. Yeah, uh, but but it has a lower failure rate than Plague does. Um, but it also has a, a lower range. It has a look. It doesn't have a. It has a higher failure rate. No, because two d six. Yeah, but and, but, and, but it it immediately affects the whole unit. Where plague might fail on the second unit that it it, it might only kill one unit or not. That is kill. true, of course. Um, of course, it affects the whole unit immediately. Yeah. Uh, um, but of course, it's your opponent. You roll two d six, so you need the opponent to have a, a toughness of three. For this one to be more than 50% effective. But even killing uh, one third of a, a unit is pretty good as well. Uh, and you, of course you get uh, a third of them turn into Skaven. Yeah. So actually... It, it will right. also stop them from charging because they engage in combat with uh, 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 some Skavens. Um, yes, yes, that is true. So I think, I, a lot better than I, I think this, this might be pretty good. Uh, of course, it has low range and costs three power, so it's a. Uh, you're not gonna cast this more than once per game, but uh, if you stop the enemy from charging you and you, you get to charge yourself because they're engaged with the this, the Skavens, uh I think that's pretty good. And of course, there's no lookout, sir, and it's instant kill, so there's no ward saves either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a is the low range is a makes it that you only cast this once per game or attempt yeah. to cast this once per game, but with total power, this uh, wins you the game. Yeah. 
Yeah, it pretty much does. Because happen. you can get to charge yourself the next turn and clear up with it, whatever is left. Yeah, I agree. So, pretty good one, but expensive. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, now, should I start with the rating? Yeah. Um, I believe I'm going to place uh, Skiddly at the top. It's my number one choice. Mm hmm. Uh, my second choice is probably going to be, oh, I'm a little bit torn, but I'm probably going to go with uh, with Plague because of the extra range. Uh, the ones I'm torn between is Plague, actually, and then Warp Lightning, actually. Uh, and then uh, Curse of the Horned Red. Um, yeah, that's my choice. Yeah, I totally agree with uh, Skitter Leap. Though I think that uh, having the choice between Plague and the Hornet one, I would rather have the Hornet one. So I would go with the Skitterleap and the Curse of the Hornet one as the two best spells. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, follow closely behind is, of course, the uh, Scorch and, uh, and Warp Lightning. I don't really like the warp lighting. I like the scorch a lot more. I think, so, and and of course, plague is also very very good. Yeah. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, this is after plague and curse of the hornbread, of course. And probably vermintide is is okay as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind it either. Yeah, a, a decent uh, set of magic they have. Of course, some of the more melee focused uh, spells are kind of useless. Um, but there's still some uh, a, a decent set of spells in the uh, in the Skaven School of Magic. Yeah. And uh, with that, that concludes the uh, the episode this time. Um, we're trying to keep the episodes a little shorter, so uh, you don't have to listen for hours to get to your School of Magic. You just choose between the ones you like. Um, next time we'll be discussing dark magic, uh, necromantic magic, and battle magic. Of course, uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in, and thanks to you, Casper, for joining me today to talk through the uh, spells. Yeah. It was and, a pleasure. Um, likewise. All right, everyone, uh, take care, and see you in the next episode of uh, Crown Command podcast. Bye-bye now. <laughs>